0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. All right, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. This is lesson three, the gifts of the Spirit. And so, Father, we thank you for the privilege of studying your word together tonight, and we do so in the precious and holy name of Jesus. And Father, knowing that your word is not just intellectually learned, but spiritually perceived and discerned, give us ears to hear, open up our spiritual ears, give us eyes to see, open up our spiritual eyes, hearts that received your Father God. And Father, we thank you most importantly for changing us by what we hear from glory to glory. That you might be glorified in our lives. That we might conform to the very image of Jesus. That we might be shining lights in a world of darkness. Holding forth the word of life to this. The generation that you've called us to reach. And so Father I thank you for utterance in the Holy Ghost. And for all things we give you all praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus name, amen. So we've been talking about the manifestations of the Spirit. Or the gifts of the Spirit. Because we've been told in Scripture not to be ignorant or without knowledge with regard to spiritual gifts. So if God wants us to be informed and educated with regard to spiritual gifts, then we should do what he's asked us to do. Learn about them, study them, and see how important they are to the success that we experience in this life. Uh, We talked about the revelation gifts, two of them. We talked about the gift of the word of knowledge, and we said that it's a part of the knowledge of God. God knows certain things that we don't know and supernaturally he imparts those things to us so that we can know those things to help people. And that would be past and present tense knowledge. It never applies to the future but it's only past and present tense knowledge. Then we talked about secondly the word of wisdom and the word of wisdom is the same thing but only it refers to the future. It's giving us insight and understanding of future events that have yet to take place it's a wonderful, wonderful gift because you know something's going to happen before it happens. will not you say that's pretty good? Yes, Amen. But it's as the Spirit wills. It's not as you will. It's not as I will. If it was as you will or I will, you know when bingo would come up. and You'd win bingo. Or the lottery. Or something of that nature. You'd know who's going to win the next Super Bowl. Probably bet your house on it. If you were a betting person, but I know you're not so anyhow that's the word of wisdom it tells us about certain things there's going to be a drought so watch there's going to be this there's going to be that there's danger that lies ahead God imparts that to you to to what to warn us to prepare us to protect us etc now we're going to talk about the third revelation gift tonight and that's called the discerning of spirits the discerning of spirits look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 10 to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues, but notice discerning of spirits. So when we talk about discerning of spirits, it's important to understand that it's talking about insight into the realm of spirits. By definition, it's insight into the realm of spirits, both good and bad. Not just demon spirits, not just devils but looking into the realm of spirits, and really this particular gift is not like the other two where there's a wide range of knowledge and wisdom, it's basically just looking into the realm of spirits where you can actually see the activity of a spirit, whether it be good or whether it be bad and so as you uh, look in the scriptures in the Old Testament in particular you can see many of the prophets had this operating in their lives for example, look in the book of Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1. Notice what he says. In, that, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Notice he saw. This was the ability to look beyond the veil of this world into the realm of the spirit and actually see God seated on his throne now we know that there is some intervention there because no man can look upon the presence of God and live he would die but God enabled him to see him in such a way that his eyes were open that he saw him on the throne high and lifted up his train filled the temple can you imagine what that might have been like what an opportunity praise God for someone to have in their life to see the Father seated on His throne. And then in Acts chapter 1 we see this. Here we have the disciples of the Lord. They're waiting for instruction. Jesus gives it to them. He tells them to wait in the city of Jerusalem until they be in due a power on high. And when He talked those words to Him in verse 9 it says when He had spoken these things while they beheld He was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? Now what kind of a question is that? There's no helium balloon. You know, he was just talking to us here on earth and all of a sudden now he's just floating on up into heaven and we see him, would your eyes be fastened on him? they sure would wouldn't they? they're looking up and they see him being taken up this same Jesus, these two angels say, which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven, but notice the word see, seen, they're gazing up they're looking, they see, their eyes were open the curtain Or the veil was removed between the natural and the supernatural world. And they saw Jesus actually ascending on high. And they saw these two angels that were there with them. And speaking to them. So they had conversation with them. They saw them. They saw Jesus. This is the discerning of spirits. It's not like what some people think. It's discernment. This does not mean it's a gift of discernment like I'm a very discerning person that's not what this is because sometimes people are so discerning they start judging other people and before long they'll get judged themselves this is talking about looking into the realm of spirits where you can see both good spirits and bad spirits for a reason and of course we know that since It's from God, it's going to be for something good to help us, to instruct us, or to show us certain things we need to know. Then look at the book of Revelation, you talk about a blessing, this is John on the Patmos when he had this revelation and he says as he was caught up into the glory world realm, I saw, that's the gift of discerning the spirits, I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the back side sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel saying or proclaiming with a loud voice who's worthy to take the book and open the seals or loose the seals thereof and no man in heaven nor on earth neither under the earth was able to open the book neither to look thereon and I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book neither to look thereon and one of the elders saith unto me weep not behold the lion of the tribe of Judah The root of David hath prevailed to open the book and the loose the seals thereof. And I beheld and lo in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain having seven horns and seven eyes which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. Well that's a mouthful. Look he saw the father on the throne with the book. He saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice. He saw elders He saw the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. He saw all this going on. His eyes were open. He's in the realm of the spirit and he can see that's discerning of spirits. And so the gift is an important gift that we can all benefit from but it's also only as the spirit wills that it it in manifestation. Now In my particular life, my personal experience, and these things don't happen often, but once in a while, that's why you have to repeat the same one over and over again to give your own personal experience. I saw my angel on Route 11, and I know that even though he was just waving to me in my car as I was driving in a snowstorm, which no human being has any business being on Route 11, in a snowstorm that was so bad you couldn't even see the road, nor can you see in front of your car, only just in front of your headlights. When he looked in, leaned over, one hand he had on the car and the other one he was waving with. Even angels have a good sense of humor, I guess. Because as he looked into my car, he had a stocking ha- hat and a scarf. It's like, Really? <laughs> And as I just proceeded to drive right through him, nothing happened. Just right on through him. But you see, that it quickly came to my mind after I thought I killed somebody. <laughs> well, you know, I'm human too. Just, just boom. I'm going to kill him. I said, and then ooh, drove right through him. Who would be out there at midnight in a snowstorm? You can't even see in front of you. Standing there, waving crushing up the car, and it hit me, I thank you father for holy angels, loose to minister for me because I am an heir of salvation and I know, praise God, that they'll assist me and help me, all the way there and all the way back, now you can't make it happen, but thank God if he allows it by his spirit and does it, then he shows you, see and then you are more consciously aware of the fact that they're present ever present, right there with us, they hearken to what we say, they hear what we're saying They hearken to the voice of God's word. And so really we can unleash and release angels to minister for us and to work for us because that's their ministry. If we just so acknowledge them and recognize them and speak the word because when you speak the word they hearken to the voice of his word and we give voice to the word of God. Remember they were told don't you say anything derogatory before the angel lest God will be angry at your voice. And then they will assist you to get into the promised land. And that's exactly what they did. They provoked the angel. They provoked God. And as a result, they were denied entrance into the promised land. When God said, I'll send my angel before you. Oh, let's say that they didn't see the angel. But does it matter? God said, I'll send my angel before you. And they'll go in and drive you out of the land. Or drive them out of the land. And so you see, sometimes he'll enable you to see your angel. But even if you don't see him, you know they're there. Amen? You know they're there. But then, on the opposite side of that I also saw a demon a demon a spirit of infirmity and this is so important a spirit of, of infirmity needs to be dealt with and this was when my son was attacked with a high fever and as he was lying in bed and I put the other, others to bed and I just was walking into his room and I was just going to do what I normally do just lay hands on the sick and they shall recover pray the prayer of faith over my son uh, and the thing was it was a little bit odd because he was perfectly normally, normal and healthy and all of a sudden boom this thing hit him and he was burning up with fever and as I walked into the room it's almost as if I walked into a brick wall and it was, it was really the, the presence of God I just walked and boom, almost hit like a brick wall and stood there looking over my son. Something about spiritual things. Instantly, I knew what I was to do. It was like as if you had a conversation, but you didn't have a conversation. It was almost as if it just came from the mind of God to my mind. And I just had this boldness rise up in me. I looked over at my son and I said, you foul thing in the name of Jesus Christ, come out let him go, and I saw a black bird-like figure, literally fly off the top of his head, and fly out the window and his breathing that was real heavy like that, one breath perfectly normal, I walked over, touched his forehead, perfectly healed, perfectly fine, perfectly normal, so sometimes spirits of infirmity have got to be dealt with. Remember the woman bowed over for all those 18 years, had a spirit of infirmity? What does that mean? It wasn't necessarily a sickness or a disease, it was rheumatoid arthritis, but it was caused by a presence, a spirit of infirmity that was there in really oppressing the body of that individual person. And then I remember uh, being in a meeting where, with Brother Hagen, as he was ministering in a classroom, and he was talking about praying for people that were coming up to the altar in a meeting that he was holding and he was talking about how he had someone that had a migraine headache that was just terrible and he came up for prayer. So he laid his hands on him and prayed the prayer of faith over him and you know caused, commanded him to be healed. He said the fellow then like everybody else just took his seat in the pew and he just kept on ministering to other people and while he was ministering to other people He said, I look back over this, my shoulder this way, I look back over there and I saw in the spirit, this is discerning of spirits, I saw a black imp-like figure holding this man's head in a headlock, squeezing it. See, he said, I didn't see that before when I just prayed for him. But the moment I turned back and saw that I said, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. And the moment he said that, he said that thing just dropped off, let him go, and took off. And he could visibly see the man then go, oh, it's like a chain has just been broken. And the man was completely healed, delivered of migraine headache at that moment. So you see, the point is, the spirit world is real. There are good spirits. There are evil spirits. There are spirits of infirmity. But then also there are what is called familiar spirits. And this is where we need to be extremely cautious. Because there are some people that say they see, like for example, their dead loved ones. And in actuality, I would just say if not all, but the majority, they're they're probably dealing with Familiar spirits. A familiar spirit. Is a spirit. That's familiar with the person. Who had died. And that spirit can manifest himself. In such a way as to make you think. That you're communicating. With the spirit of your loved one. And people get involved. And engaged in this kind of spiritualism. And they don't realize. That they're exposing themselves. To these wrong spirits. So. When God opens up our eyes and we can see a spirit then it's important to deal with it emphatically and, and just rebuke it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If it is a spirit of infirmity you cast it out and you know what I would just say probably 100% of the time healing is instantaneous when that spirit is gone, when it's removed. When they're cast out the Bible says they go into dry places seek and rest and finding none. They'll come back to the house. Actually, they'll say, I'm going back to my house. They actually call the body of the person that it was in, its house. I'll go back to my house. And then when he goes back to his house and finds out it's empty, swept, and garnished, he calls other demons, even more powerful than him, and says, come on, the boys, the, 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 you know, it's clear. Right? Hits. come on come on the course is clear come on and they'll enter into the man and make him worse than he was in the beginning so it's important to understand that these spirits exist but it's also important to understand that Jesus said that one of the first things he said in connection with his name is in my name you will what cast out devils now why am I bringing this out because sometimes even, even with our family even with our friends even with close loved ones it's not always just all them I remember in this other story, Brother Hagin said he really had a time at the beginning with his one family member, and this family member was uh, obstinate, so obstinate, he said he'd be sitting in the room talking to him and sharing with him, see everybody thinks that people like Brother Hagin these others, it's, it's just cakewalk, it's not a cakewalk if anything it's probably more difficult because you're up in front and you've got people you know you're being challenged by all these evil spirits and etc he said but what he did was he was talking to him while he's was talking to him he said he just got up from his couch walked over right to him I think he was smoking a big old cigar or something like that got right up to his face and started blowing the smoke right in his face and under his breath brother Hagen is saying greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world He's greater than me that's he that's in the world, and so on. Now, this other family member of his, he said he saw him walking down the street. He was in prayer, had a burden for prayer, a prayer for him. And he saw him walking down the street. He was about to go into this place that was not a good place for him to go in. But the Lord said to him, I want to show you how these demons operate, I want to show you how they work. He said so I saw him walking down the street and all of a sudden I saw this little bird like figure land on his shoulder and speak into his ear and say light up a cigarette. He lit up a cigarette. He said now go into this place here. He's about to go in that place there. He said Lord what do you want me to do with this? I want you to say you foul spirit that's operating in the life of so and so I command that you desist in your maneuvers over that life. You loosen, let him go free. He said he saw the thing fly off of his shoulder. It was gone. And that person gave his heart to Jesus. See, sometimes all we do is we try to just do it, you know, Lord help so and so and that sort of thing. And it's okay to pray that God would intervene in people's lives. But sometimes if we stay in the Spirit by praying in the Spirit, there can be these manifestations of the Spirit that will make it a whole lot easier for these loved ones of ours that are in rebellion, not walking with God, to be released from these forces of darkness that are holding them in captivity. Let me show you about being held in captivity. Years ago in the small church, when, this, when I gave an altar call, and I, now I didn't see the Spirit, but it's obvious what it was. Because you'll see it in just a moment. I give an altar call. We're about to close out the service. I give an altar call. And nobody was coming. I was about to say, well then let's pray. But before it all all of a sudden I had this unction. And I said, you foul spirit of fear. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Get your hands off the people. Then suddenly... This young girl came running up to the altar. No shoes on. Just running up to the altar. I didn't think anything other than. She's running to the altar. and She wants to get saved. And so she got saved. She gave her heart to Jesus. Then some, after that she told me. Right after the service was over. She came up to me and said. I want you to know what happened. I said well what happened? She said I wanted to come before. When you first gave the altar call. I wanted to come. But there is this unseen force. That was holding me down to my pew. I couldn't. I couldn't. I tried. I couldn't even move. I've seen that operation before. I've had that experience two times in my life. Where a spirit of fear. Would try to just glue you. Either to a bed. To a floor. To a chair. A pew. Whatever. See the spirit world is a real world. And didn't want to release that girl. To give her heart to Jesus. But the moment I said in the name of Jesus you let her go or or just let the people go. It was gone. She said the moment you said that it just took off and then boom I was released. I didn't even take time to put my shoes on. I just ran. Just ran up to the altar and, and she gave her heart to Jesus. So you see the spirit world is a real world. And we have access to the real spiritual world. And the more we pray in the Holy Ghost, which is why tongues is so important, the more we pray the Spirit, the more we give place to spiritual activity. The more we stay in that realm of the Spirit. Now, how is it that we receive this gift? Well, the thing is this. Other than praying in the Spirit and staying in the Spirit, there's nothing you can actually do. Only God can open up our spiritual eyes and help us to see. So it's as the Spirit wills. So when the Spirit wills, then He'll manifest these gifts in our lives. So all we can do is be ready. All we can do is position ourselves to experience these things. Believe in them. Desire them. We're told to follow after love and do what? Desire spiritual gifts. Be passionate about spiritual gifts. Desire. You're throwing your heart and soul into it. Lord I know these gifts are for today I know they're for me I know for the whole body of Christ I position myself praise God to be used by you but you know what I'm not selfish or self centered or self willed use anybody within the body it doesn't matter to me who you use just use whoever so that these manifestations of your spirit can be prevalent among us in the body of Christ because we know they benefit the whole body of Christ Good happens, praise God, to all of us. As a result, they're given to every man to profit with all. There was this one pastor we talk about. And he was having a hard time preaching. You know what it means to preach up against a stump? Plow up against a stump? You're getting nowhere? Just getting nowhere. Preaching, getting nowhere. Hard. I'll tell you something right now. You don't want to preach without an anointing. Oh my. You don't want to do that. Well, Brother Hagin held a meeting for him, and he preached, and Brother Hagin felt the same way. He said this, after it was over, he didn't say anything himself, but the pastor said, how was it? He goes, really? He said, yeah, how was it? He goes, not good. He was, it was hard to get going, hard to start preaching. He said, it was like plowing up against a stump. He said, yeah, it's been that way for a while. He said, I need to seek the Lord to find out what's going on. So the, I guess Brother Hagin came back a year or two later. And he said, when he came back, he said, well, he preached up a storm. The anointing of God was there. It was a powerful meeting and powerful ministry and all that. He said to the pastor, what did you do? He says, well, I just set out to seek the face of God. Set myself out to do 21 day fast. Didn't take 21 days. Didn't take very long at all. I set myself to fast and seek the face of Almighty God. And while I was in the sanctuary, while I was praying, all of a sudden, I looked up in the rafters and I saw this big old demon spirit sitting up in the rafters. You, mean, you believe devils go to church can you imagine that even demons go to church you know they go to church they, they might visit your house as well sometimes people wonder why things are going on, wrong and etc inside the household you know, they're no respecter of persons either. It, it, it doesn't matter who you are they're not concerned about that well that pastor said I saw that thing up there and I just said in the name of Jesus you come down I think this is the one where he said, I don't want to, but if you say I have to, then I will. And I have to. Came down. Stood right in front of him. He said, now in the name of Jesus, he said, you leave these premises. He said, I don't want to, but if you say say to, then I have to. Well, I'm telling you right now, get out. Get out. In the name of Jesus, get out. So he said, I watched him. Went to the back of the church, went outside the door. He followed him outside the door. He went on down the street to a bar. He went right inside the bar. He said the next day the bar was burned down. Imagine that. Yes there is a spirit world that's out there. I'll tell you something else. There's some things that happen you may not see them. I know we're standing on this for a long time but that's okay. Sometimes these unseen spirits are doing things like stopping people's businesses from prospering. Stopping families from being successful. Destroying marital relationships. Just stirring up strife. You see to destroy family relationships. And the thing is because we can't see their activity. We just think it's just all natural. And nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing could be further from the truth. This once fellow business. Wasn't prospering. Struggling so to speak. And came to see me. And I said to him. Here's what you have to do. There are demonic spirits that are f- messing with your business. You take authority over it in the name of Jesus. Tell them to stop in its maneuvers over your business and livelihood. You release angels to minister for you and get out into the highway and by way of life and just influence people to come into your store. Well you know it's, I'll be honest with you. That just sounds too simple and too easy. I think sometimes people want big long words of professionalism and telling people and going through strategies and psychologies and all. Sometimes that's what people want. So he leaned over and said to me, I'm not talking about a small business. I'm talking about a million dollar business. I said brother it doesn't matter if it's a dollar business or a million dollar business. The the, the principles are still the same. Do it. Praise God. He did it. Turned the whole thing around. You may not see those spirits that were there. Through discerning of spirits. But they were there. Why you say? You think they want you to, to fund the gospel of Jesus Christ? They don't. They don't want that. I remember Norval Hayes. Anybody here know Norval Hayes? his ministry. And he businessman, prosperous businessman, but he had this one particular hotel of his that was not prospering. It was located in a bad part of town and it just wasn't prospering. So he got a hold of the message that we're talking about here tonight and he did exactly what he needed to do. He took his Bible, he walked around the property and said I'm speaking to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm commanding you to prosper. I take authority over every interfering spirit in Jesus name. Releasing them of their assignments. Are you releasing them of their assignments over your life? Over your family? Over your finances? Over your business? Over your job? etc., etc.? That's what he did. He said it wasn't very long. It, was, it went from the red into the black. And it began to prosper. It became very prosperous. Now, People that are educated will look at you and just say, you believe that? You haven't heard the half of it. Because when I start telling you, I believe angels found my tapes and brought them back to me, they did. Then you're really going to think we're out there. But that's okay, I'd rather people think I'm out there and experience the blessings of God, right? I released my angels, someone stole them took off when I was at school, just took them, took them all, all my teaching tapes. I'm not much into listening to music, I'd rather listen to the Word. Nothing against anybody listening to music, listen to all you want. But I just like to, te- you know, I'm at the teaching ministry, so I just always wanted to be taught. I'm always learning and always listening, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. so yeah, I, I walked out the, th- the door, I saw my door open, I saw something happen, I knew something was wrong. When I got in my car, all those 8-tracks, <laughs> I mean all those... <laughs> All those, uh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, I'm going, what? And I just turn around and a huff and I just start saying somebody. I wasn't about to say somebody's And it hit me. I stopped right there and just said, no, I won't accept this. In the name of Jesus Christ, angels, I loose you to go and bring back my tapes. They're mine. Now, let them listen and get saved. <clears throat> but bring them back. <clears> That's <throat> exactly what I said. We were learning that in school about angels and their assignments and and all that so I went off to school that day went off to work came back it was late at night 10 o'clock at night I'm in my little apartment all of a sudden I hear a knock on the door and lo and behold someone standing there with tapes piled up like this said are these yours I said yeah they sure are said here gave them back to me now I don't know that it was an angel But I'll tell you what, the Bible says entertain strangers unawares because you might be, I mean entertain strangers because you might be entertaining angels unawares. But first of all, I don't think anybody in that apartment complex was even up at that hour. I don't think anybody heard me say angels I commission you to go and bring back my teaching tapes to me. Let them get saved first hearing them, then get them back to me. Next thing I know, and there's nothing, there's no, I don't have my name written on them. I'm in Tulsa Oklahoma so I'm not really known by anybody around me who the person is I have no clue I have no idea whatsoever and he goes here all of them I thought go over to God thank you Lord angels are real but like I said I'm not going to go out on a limb and just say for sure it was an angel but Somehow, some way, this fellow found all my tapes and brought them back to me. Wasn't wearing a stocking cap or a scarf, but, but it was raining that night. So, this gift of the Spirit is a very important gift. Because if God allows us to see beyond the natural, you might see a child of yours that has this black cloud just hovering over their life. Yeah, let me go a step further. Especially in the day in which we live. Brother Hagen. this was in his building at Ramah Bible Training Center and this was years ago. So I was there in 1978, 79. And I think it was open in what, seven, no, 79 was the first year in that building. So 78 and 79. So 78 was when that building uh, he took over the building that that building may have been built there before all of the other complex and he said that he was in his office he said someone started walking down the hallway and he, they wanted a, him to talk to this fellow but he said the moment he got closer and closer he said there was a stench it was so nasty it was the worst smell I have ever smelled He said, and then when the fella came, he said, the person was homosexual. He said, that spirit behind homosexuality is the worst smelling spirit he's ever smelled in the realm of the spirit. The worst. There's a demon behind it. Unclean spirit. Well, think about it. Unclean. Doesn't sound like it would smell good, does it? An unclean spirit. You see and sometimes that's what needs to be done. Cast that spirit out. Don't take it in and entertain it. And what we see what's going on in our society today. Come on. In Pine Ridge high school. You can go in any bathroom you want. Depending on who you are that day if I happen to be a girl today then I can, go into the, I can go into the girls if I happen to be a guy today I go into but it doesn't really matter which one I go into because I'm either a girl or a guy I'll just go in whichever one I want to really? Re- and they want us to accept this my goodness if they ever pass that to really be law you hear money many guys are going to be going out and buying dresses never mind that went over your head is it me or is that bizarre? is that as far off the a wall that you can even think of whatever you decide that you are that's the bathroom that you can use okay let's move on now we're going to turn to the power gifts the power gives, and we're going to talk about first of all special faith special faith, and look at First Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9 you know we need to go to these high schools and cast the spirit out, these unclean spirits taking over administration, taking over people's thinking making people, that's crazy thinking we had a fellow over here, brother Chuck will tell you, we called him the he, she, because you didn't know well you knew but you didn't know and, and he would come dressed in a white dress with a white bow in his hair big thick beard and of course and this was a few years back so it wasn't as, as, say, as accepted as it's being accepted today and finally uh, it got to the point to where brother Chuck had to bring him into his office and just say what bathroom do you plan on using here today he said well the, the ladies of course I'm a woman well first he said what do you mean right and of course he was very explicit and said what plumbing do you have <laughs> he might as well get right to the point he said I'm going to use the, the women's because I'm a woman and Brother Chick said no you're not was it at that time that a little, one of the little ones came and said daddy called her daddy yeah you see there's spirits behind this there's a spirit behind someone that goes and rapes a woman there's a spirit behind someone that molests a child I know we want to send them to rehab but oh my brother and sister I would say nine times out of ten you've got to cast a devil out it is a demon it's an unclean spirit behind addiction what about this one I know we're not getting that that's okay what about this one I read an article and they actually showed this I think we showed it here one time before I might showed it in the healing class there was x x-rays taken of a person with cancer and in the x-ray where the cancer was there was a face of a demon remember that And when the the fellow said, what about this? He said, this this is not uncommon with cancer patients, the doctor said. Not uncommon. We see this, you know, more than you think. Really. And they actually agreed and believed that cancer is a spirit behind cancer. And I I believe that Brother Hagin thought that most terminal diseases... There's a spirit behind it that needs to be dealt with and and, and cast out. Take authority over that demon spirit. Well when when they did take authority over this spirit the person was instantly healed of the cancer. Completely delivered and set free. So once again we're sometimes just trying to deal with these situations in the natural when in reality they got to be dealt with in the spiritual so it's important that we understand our authority, that we understand the power of the name of Jesus, look our battle is not with flesh and blood but with principalities, powers, the rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places Jesus said after the disciples came back and said hey even the demons are subject to us in thy name, which means they were casting out devils and those devils were leaving right? And, Jesus, and I, Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall from heaven like lightning. He saw the havoc they were reaching, they were causing in the spiritual realm as they were casting out devils and demons. But think about this. Go back to the Great Commission. What did Jesus say? First thing you do in my name. Go in the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and baptized shall be saved. He that believes not shall be damned in my, these signs shall follow in my name shall they cast out devils first thing, cast out devils these demons, these unclean spirits, these spirits behind homosexuality and and every ill thing you could think to mankind, spirits of infirmity, they're out there and what are they looking for? bodies to inhabit, why? We believe that they could could be disembodied disembodied spirits that are looking for a place to live. Why do you think they said if you cast us out can we go live in the pigs? And he gave them leave. But they ran down over the hill and killed themselves. They didn't want the demons living in them. So let's remember and consider in dealing with concerns that we have in life that it's not always just a natural thing that we're dealing with. And let's thank God for gifts. Like special faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and what? The discerning of spirits. Thank you, Father, for helping us to see beyond the now, beyond the natural. Now, it doesn't mean you don't, you don't ask for it you don't get yourself to where you're seeking it in such a way that you can open up yourself or expose yourself to a wrong spirit a familiar spirit or whatever you got to use wisdom with these things but you know what you can position yourself by praying in the Holy Ghost and saying Father I'm open to whatever you want to use me in and in particular if you're praying for loved ones that you know that might be influenced by wrong spirits now it doesn't mean they're possessed, don't, don't, don't misunderstand me, you can be, ups, you can be oppressed, they're really uh, you, can, you can see this progression, there's regression, oppression depression, obsession and then possession, it's a you five fold thing a person regresses they become oppressed, oppression leads to depression That is a spiritual activity taking place in a person's life where there's a cloud of depression hovering over their lives created by an unseen spirit. And then obsession. They become obsessed with this thing. And that can lead someone into the realm of possession. So it's not like just one quick entry into a person's life. It's step by step. It's a gradual thing. So, I think we'll stop there amen we'll pick it up next week talk about special faith but I really believe the Lord wanted us to get a hold of this and see this because whether it's terminal cancer or things like that if it's unclean spirits rheumatoid arthritis can be a spirit of infirmity where a person's completely delivered and set free like that woman for 18 years who Satan bound for 18 years she's now instantly free all because of that demon that was there was removed Amen. Let's all stand together before the Lord. Hi, Pastor Bill here. I want to thank you for joining us today. On behalf of my wife Krista and Krista Selby Church, I want you to know that we're here to serve you and your family. Whether you have young children or kids in elementary school, if you're a teenager or a young adult, we have a passion to provide a safe and comfortable environment where you can grow in God and build a solid foundation of His love for you. And with that foundation, we encourage you to take the gospel of Jesus Christ with you wherever you go. It is our heart at Christian Assembly to be an outreach, to be the hand of God toward Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. We want to join as the body of Christ to make one last trumpet call before the final trumpet sound. And through a life of worship, bring in a harvest of people. With whatever gifts God has given you, we want you to be free to share those gifts and talents. Life is most fulfilled when we share God's love with others.